episode 27, Diet Nerds. Sweet Deadpool statues. <laughs> hey, well, you can clearly tell the difference between one and the other before and after mechanical issues fixed. I can. I mean, like, serious mechanical issues. Yeah, because that's because you messed it all up. No, I, you know what's funny? All of the issues that separate this statue from this statue all came down to one grub screw. Nice. So, let's not do another 3D printing episode. Yeah. Let's focus on how we almost died last week. We almost died last week? Yeah, you had... Oh, yeah, that's right. I had plague. the plague again. <laughs> I keep <laughs> coming down with the plague. <laughs> and I had... I don't even know what old world illness to compare it to. It was just <laughs> god-awful. Yeah, the, I, the rivers <laughs> run brown and orange. <laughs> Santa came, Santa came to visit my house and he delivered me the flu. <laughs> yes, and uh, <coughs> I was giving the gift from both ends. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is going to be a great podcast. Everybody gets to listen to me hack and cough. Oh, if I get the flu from you, I'm going to be pissed. No, I'm not contagious anymore. It's just the, apparently the cough lingers for weeks. Well, it's like uh, after I was done with the stomach bug, my... All the abdom- abdominal muscles were like you got a workout. It was just wrecked. Yeah, workout. Um, so that was pretty awful, and it was like two days after Christmas, um, which is just great. I'm like, you know, I always love <laughs> when I take an extended vacation from work. Yep, and I get to spend four days of that vacation in the bathroom. I have the same feeling because I spent four days of my vacation in the bedroom. Yes. Um, we're not going to compare whose was no, worse, because I think not. both were pretty bad. Horrible on both fronts. Um, but we did not let that stop us no. from taking our challenges head on. We did indeed. But somebody has already backed out. No, not completely. With, I should mention, 100% uh, uh, agreeance. Agreeance? Agreement? Agreement, no. I'm looking for a fancier word, but my <laughs> vocabulary is just not there You're, right now. Unfortunately, your vocabulary has failed you. Yes. Um. Anyway, it's not without my consent. Right, yeah. So, <clears throat> I started the carnivore thing. Yes. I, I went full force. Yeah. I went to the store, and I went to the butcher, and I got, uh, I want to say, probably 10 to a dozen steaks, and... um. I got like eight pounds of ground beef mm-hmm. and some breakfast sausage. And I went home gung ho, balls on fire, ready to do this thing. Yeah. Carnivore as F, right? <clears throat> I was ready. Mm, I wasn't ready. So yeah. I ate a steak for dinner that night and I felt great. You mm-hmm. know, nice steak dinner. I had three of them. They were just like little thin cut steaks, you yeah. know, in this case. Um, they were probably about half inch thick. So it wasn't like a crazy amount of steak. They were probably like, five or six ounces a piece they were pretty small but either way i took care of those hammered them back the next day i woke up felt okay not amazing but i felt okay but i didn't really want to eat anything so 
I waited until later on and I made a bunch of blue cheeseburg ground beef burgers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that didn't come out right. I made a bunch of burgers and I mm-hmm. put ground, I put blue cheese in with the ground beef when I made the burgers. Yes. The crumbly blue yes. cheese. And so I cooked those up and they tasted pretty good, but not as good as if I had put hot sauce on or something on them. Yes. And I want to just take a brief talk <clears throat> on your thing and I go, man, I think maybe we should include hot sauce in this. Well, I was trying you're to all be like, no, I was trying to be as true to what carnivore is as I possibly could be. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that that wasn't ultimately, ultimately my downfall. But either way, I did that and I was okay, right? I was okay that mm-hmm. The next day, I started being not okay. Yeah. I started having really horrifically violent bowel movements. <laughs> like, horrifically bad. Great. Yeah. And uh, frequent and urgent. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to take a quick pause there. I think that's <clears throat> mainly you, because you always have issues whenever you Yeah, try but something. carnivore is known for causing diuretic issues Yeah, early on, right? And I just have already got a bad set of that going on anyway Yeah, most of the time, so it, it doesn't help. I probably have some kind of like undiagnosed IBS or something like that. Probably. Um, but either way... I was feeling it. I was feeling it in a bad way. You know, mm-hmm. I was very drained, really bad, like really, really bad. And um, yeah, I went on from there to the next day. And on that day, I had red lobster. Yeah. And so we had ma- a little better. Yeah, we had maybe gone, what, two days? It was two days. On day three, I went to red lobster. Yeah. On day three, you messaged me and like, I don't know if I can do this. So I'm like, I'm going to add in spice. Yeah. I'm going to allow for spice. I'm the one that suggested it. I'm like, hey, man, I knew this was going to come. I really think you should mix it up a little bit. And I knew it had to be a like genuine, just horrible, because there's no way you would admit uh-uh, defeat no. on the third day after the bluster from yeah. the first episode. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, <clears throat> I've done a lot of diets. Uh-huh. A lot of different things. And this was by far the most horrifically bad experience of a diet I've ever had. Yeah. So by day four, my and that was this is post Red Lobster. Like, all right, I went to Red Lobster. I had lobster. I had crab. I yes. had shrimp. And I felt awesome. Mm-hmm. I was like, thank the Lord, baby Jesus. Yeah, I was like, listen, you got to <laughs> mix it up. And God I feels good. Yeah. You know, I avoided eating the delicious biscuits. I avoided mm-hmm. even touching the salad yep. because I was doing carnivore. Right. And I'm like, okay, I feel better now because I got to have something different. I got home, woke up the next day and then thought about the fact that I had to have breakfast sausage for breakfast because it was what I had. And I was like, oof. That does not sound good. And I'm like, what can I make? All right, so I threw some eggs in there. All mm-hmm. right, cool, because eggs are technically carnivore. They are allowed. So I fried up some scrambled eggs and warmed up my breakfast sausage. And to be honest with you, the thought of eating another piece of meat <laughs> put a lump in my throat. Like <laughs> This is the guy who said he loves meat, could never go without it, <laughs> could eat it nothing but meat for a month. I do love meat. I yeah. think I'm starting to think that maybe <laughs> maybe I don't love meat as much as I thought I did yeah. because I the, genuinely the thought of eating another hump of meat just made like have it just sit in my gut. It was like, oh, 
Maybe you'll do better on the vegetarian diet than you thought. Maybe. So what I ended up doing by the end of the day, and I do consider this a cop-out, 100% cop-out, no doubt. Mm -hmm. But I just can't live my my life for an entire month feeling the way I was feeling. Just absolutely miserable and downtrodden. This is the guy going, it's just a month. It's just a month. <laughs> well, it was just five days and I couldn't do it. Two days. Let's be real. No, I, I mean, I did. On the third day, you broke. On the third day, I added spice. And on, on the, the fourth, third day, you broke. On the third day, I added spice. <laughs> and on the fourth day, I dropped it. Like and then a you bad turned habit. water to wine. <laughs> uh, so in, now instead of um, doing the entire month as carnivore, I f- forgive me, but I'm going to do a meat-heavy keto instead. Mm-hmm. So forgive me. I feel fantastic today, by the way. I had a I had a meaty, like, not meaty, I guess, but... It had a lot of meat on it. Mm-hmm. Um, flatbread pizza for dinner last night, like on a low carb flatbread. It mm-hmm. has six carbs in it, and the sauce I used was low carb and everything. So I think my whole dinner had like twelve carbs in it, mm-hmm. which is still damn reasonable. After eating that, I felt amazing. Yeah, I. So if it, I'm from my experience doing, like we've both done a bajillion different diets. Mm-hmm. But one that I did uh, around when I was losing weight and I was very much like now enjoying experimenting with different diets. I did juicing for a week and that was horrendous because I had a couple different ones that I like. And I still like the green mean whatever drink it is like you mix all these things together. But by like the third day. Your head just wants to explode. Yeah. And I could not do that if at the time I was working nights at a, at a, at a restaurant. And I think I actually called in because I, it was just <clears throat> horrendous. My, my yesterday at work, I was in a, in a fog or not yesterday, Friday at work. I was in a fog like crazy all day and I just can't do that. Yeah. And I, I definitely feel for you, and I think that's what it is. I think if you had stuck strong, you could have rebounded. However, the point of this challenge isn't suffering No, we're trying to suffering. To be honest with you, the reason why we did this in the first place was to find out how each of the diets made us feel. Yeah. And carnivore made me feel like absolute pile of steaming dog shit. Yeah, and I, I have nothing against the idea of primarily meat and animal based products for a month like that is so like you had that flatbread that was low on carbs if you had that every day i'd be like all right come on you're kind of cheaping out on it like at least try maybe once a week to have nothing but meat products in a day yeah see the like i said i'm gonna do meat heavy but you're also not, it's not like you're going to go, okay, it's meat heavy and you're going to go and just start slathering bar- barbecue sauce on everything. No, although I did get a uh, a super low carb barbecue sauce to try. But <laughs> I mean, I would be totally for if you were to go, like if we were to say go to the Minar and you got just a protein dish and didn't eat the rice and stuff like yeah. that. To me, that's a little bit splitting hairs where I think you could get away with it. Yeah. You know, because... Well, like I said, I'm going to do keto. I'm in technically carnivore, another name for carnivore after doing a lot of research. Some people are calling it zero carb. 
Yeah. So instead of low carb, it's no carb. Yeah. And I just, for me, I guess my body doesn't really agree well with that. Well, here's the other thing. You've, you're how old? 29? Yeah. Going to be 30 here coming up. Yeah. 30 years of probably too many carbs. Yeah. But I also adapt pretty quickly and pretty well to low carb diets. Yeah. But it still has some carb. Yeah. Some. Yeah. So I think like that's sub 25. Your your body very much gets used to it and then when it doesn't have any of it at all, it's like okay, we got to trigger the warning bells. There's something like, going on. I couldn't do anything for the last 2 days. Like yeah. my wife was mad at me this morning because I just didn't do anything yesterday. So we'll get back to your failure in a bit. Um <laughs> let's talk about let's your talk about mine. Let, let's talk about your failure. I haven't failed at all. I'm going strong and what, today's the fifth day? Yeah, but you know what? The more I've thought about it, the more I've realized that really, vegetarian is not hard at all. Because so, there's so many Here's options. the caveat, okay? Vegetarian, but also being healthy. Yeah, but so, it does allow because for more Because I could be like, yo, I'm going vegetarian, and then it's like, okay, so then I just have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day. Yeah, but you know what, though? But I'm not Based on that. how we both eat, you probably could still <laughs> If I calorie count it, like absolutely. Like, if you just eat peanut butter, eat, like, four peanut butter and jelly sandwiches a day, you'd lose a ton of weight. Yeah, but that's not what we're doing. No, it's um, not. So, I actually um, started off fairly poorly because I literally had the stomach bug right up until the point where it's like okay I'm, Same. I'm like stomach bug I'm like I have to go grocery shopping and I was gonna research all these recipes and get some ideas beforehand and I had no clue yep you know no clue like yours at least was somewhat easy because you just gotta go get steaks mine was like what do I even get so uh I kind of just wung it the first couple days I mean it's not that hard you just eat like whole grain rice and like broccoli and yeah i mean but i mean wung it for lunch and stuff like that so i've eaten fruits and raw veggies a lot you've also gone out to eat quite a lot i did so uh new year i couldn't do which is another reason why vegetarian is so much easier yeah it's still not completely 100 percent easy but definitely you weren't if you, suffering like me. Yeah, if you were to go and be like, okay, we're going to do strict carnivore and go out to eat, you'd have to be like, can you cook my steak with nothing? Yeah, <laughs> you truly, if you're doing true, to, if you're truly doing carnivore, you go to a restaurant to eat steak, you have to be like, can you put nothing on my steak but yeah. salt? And that's the thing is I've watched some videos of people that are carnivore and they're like, oh, it's easy. If I go out, I just get a steak. And I'm like, well, then you're not following it because they're not just throwing that in a pan. Right. They're putting tons of stuff on it. Yep. Seasoning wise. Um, so that's where I was kind of like your whole like only time. salt. And people, a lot of times restaurants will cook steaks in olive oil. Yeah. So which that's. Which is instantly not carnivore anymore. Yeah. So that's why I think you were a little bit too gung ho. But anyway, we're Maybe. supposed to be about. But you know what? When I try something, I go full, full dig no. deep. Uh, so we're supposed to be talking about me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just love talking about myself. I know. We both do. <laughs> um, so uh, New Year's Day, we were supposed to go to uh, Indian restaurant. And we got there at like 3.30 because we all had had a late uh, breakfast. And they were closed until 5. 
Like they opened, were open from 12 to 3, closed at 3, then closed from 3 to 5, and then opened at 5. So I was severely disappointed because here's my first day being vegetarian and I had picked this place specifically because I knew I'd love whatever they had to offer. Mm -hmm. And they were closed. So the first thing out of my dad's mouth was, well, why don't we just go to Texas Roadhouse? They have lots of vegetarian (laughs) options there. And I'm like, listen, you realize I just told you that I'm going vegetarian and you want to go to Texas Roadhouse? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's probably not a good idea. So we went to uh, Olive Garden and I got eggplant. So was it the super healthiest thing that I could have possibly had to start it out? No. But instead of getting what I would usually get. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Eggplant parm sounds like heaven on earth to me right now. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I'm doing a lot better now that I'm yeah. able to have some carb. So like I also had last night for like a late night like um, sweet tooth problem that I was having. Mm-hmm. I had uh, one of those low carb wraps that has like three carbs in it. With a little bit of peanut butter and a little bit of sugar-free jelly. Oh, man. You're really just off the wagon. I'm totally 100% keto, mate. Anyway, back to the vegetarian stuff. Yes. So I had that, and I actually didn't have that much of it. So I took probably more than half of it to lunch the next day for work. So I lucked out that I had that. Um, And I've been eating a lot of fruit in the morning for breakfast uh, because I did some research. And eating fruit early is actually really good because it takes almost nothing from your gut to digest fruit. So if it's all that it is, it gets processed really quick. So it's almost as good as just fasting the whole time. So I've eaten a lot of oranges. Um, But then when I finally went and got the Indian food I craved... I get there and I'm like, I want to get a couple things to go. And he's like, well, we have the buffet. Why don't you get the buffet and take that to go? And I'm like, well, and he's like, trust me. So I go over and they had like six vegetarian slash vegan options. They had, and now you've had the soup before that chicken soup. Yeah. They had that, but it wasn't chicken. It was just the tomato. So it tasted pretty much identical, but it was vegan and vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, And I did get a couple pieces of the bread because one of those whole round things is only like 250 calories. So I got two little pieces of the bread per thing. And I made up a couple like of my own meal prep at the at the uh, buffet. And I took that with me. Dude, it was so good. And that I'm pretty sure one of the things I got had tofu in it. And I've never had tofu other than in the soup at hibachi. Okay, so miso soup. Yeah, miso. Um, And it had big chunks of it. And I've always been vehemently against tofu. I'm like, it can't be good. That's I actually like tofu. And I had it, and I'm like, wow, this is really damn good. (laughs) And of course, like, I had it, and I had the rice and all this stuff. And I didn't get, um, they have some really super fried, uh, like, vegetable things that they have. Um, I didn't get any of those, even though I really like those, because I'm like, I don't think that's really as healthy. They had, like, cabbage masala. Like, that was, like, what you had. But with cabbage, they had this green, like, it looked like dark puke green with tofu in it, but I got that anyway. And then there was a yellow one that looked like, uh, 
You know, I like how you're describing your Indian food by the color it was. Yeah, and it was, I got a red one and a green yeah, one. Yeah, but orange one. regardless, oh my god, so so amazing. <clears throat> and then I, what I did is I took that hot sauce I loved and drizzled that a bunch Dude, of that on the side. See, this is what I'm talking about. You can't sit up there on your high horse and judge me. <laughs> oh, I can. Oh my god, you know I. It was amazing. So. I mixed it all up. I'm like, and I ate it and I, dude, oh, but here's what was crazy. And I kind of, I talked about it a little bit in my daily check-in video that we're doing. I ate and at first I was worried. I'm like, there's no meat in here. I feel like I'm not going to get full. Oh, I got super full, like stuffed to the brim. And whenever I do that, I always regret it and always feel sick afterwards. I felt fine. Other than like, being full, I felt better after a meal than I ever have. And now I don't know if it's because I'm just eating slightly better for me food. Probably. Or if it's not the presence of meat. We'll have to see. But, dude, it was amazing. I hate you. So I took one of the meals to my parents' house because I went down to visit with, with them. And I had about half of it. And then I was doing some laundry and I come up and I had forgot, I left it in there and I got home and it was about three o'clock and I was starting to get hungry again. Um, and I'll talk about that in a second, but I'm like, man, I, I still have that down there. I better call and you know, make sure they haven't thrown it away. And my mom goes, oh, your dad ate it. And I'm like, he realizes that was all veg- vegetarian stuff. And she's like, yeah, he he loved it, except it was like really spicy. And I'm like, yeah, I put a ton of spice in there. But I'm like, I'm glad he liked it because it had tofu and stuff in there. (laughs) And I'm like, man. But yeah, like even my dad was like, holy shit, that was really good. You were cheating by having such delicious food in. That's <laughs> not, not you. Fair. I think you can. Anyway. I'll, you should be eating steamed broccoli. <laughs> no. Here's the thing. <laughs> I have zero sympathy for you because of how cocky and self-assured you were before. If you were like, man, it's going to be tough, but I'm hey, going to try it. Listen, man. I would have been like, okay. And then when you're like, okay, it's tougher than I thought. I'd be like, okay, but you're like, I've got this. It's just a month. No big deal. Listen here. Uh I am a confident individual. Okay. Cocky. Confident. No. There is a difference. I'm confident. And I had confidence that I could 100% eat just meat. How many times do you have to break your confidence before you're not confident anymore? Am I a man? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, at this. it's hard to describe exactly, but I am one. I may be a confident person, but I am one hundred percent able to admit when I was wrong. Okay, you were wrong. I was wrong. Yeah, it was way harder than I thought. I still have zero zero. I'm not asking for your sympathy. <laughs> I'm only asking for your understanding. I have understood from the beginning, <laughs> and you were all like, "Nope, oh, nope, it's going to be fine." I thought it would be a lot easier than it was. Yeah. My body told me no. Yeah. My body was like, "Absolutely not." But your body, <laughs> your body's telling you no. Yeah. Um. My body was rejecting everything that I put in it, and when I even thought about eating even steak. Which is one of my favorite things to eat. Mm-hmm. When I thought about eating steak after eating nothing but meat for the rest of the day, my body was like, mm. yeah. Um, so the only negative thing I've seen so far is that actually I have been hungrier the last two days and not feeling as satisfied. Um, I didn't have that problem at first, 
But that, I think, is 100% me just not being prepared yeah. with enough of the right foods. Um, however, the hunger is manageable. It's not like, oh my God, I need to eat something right now. And if you're cooking at home, you might want to consider adding some of the stuff that vegetarians add to their food to make yeah. it more filling. Well, so I actually have a... I'll call him a friend. He's a, I haven't spent too much time with him ha- at all, actually. We met through the gym and we've talked maybe couple hours at most at all um but i messaged him on facebook and i'm because i know he was once overweight lost a bunch of weight and is now entirely plant-based he actually doesn't like like referring to vegetarians and stuff but he doesn't eat meat but he goes he prefers plant-based so i talked to him for probably two hours and he gave me some tips and things like that um and a lot of really good insight into a lot of different things. So I think my issue has always been I love cooking at home, but generally my fridge is where food goes to die. Uh, because <laughs> that, It just means you're buying the wrong stuff at the wrong time. Not, not even that. It's that I th- try to make different things, but I always end up in the pattern of I like this one thing. Like it's usually chicken strips. Like those Tyson buffalo chicken strips, I'll get two packs of those, and I'll get all these vegetables and all this stuff, and the the chicken strips are I'll just eat every day, and the vegetables die. So you need to figure out something that you can do like that that's healthy. Yeah, so that's the thing is he gave me some ideas, uh, and he called it like a triangle of salty, sweet, and not savory or anything like that. It was, uh, maybe it was bitter- But he goes, that's the general flavors you get with a lot of the food. So I'm trying to come up with a list of like five to ten things that you can make a million combinations of that you just mix together. I can see you like having like cauliflower, like buffalo cauliflower as like a pretty big staple. Maybe, but another big thing I'm trying to get away from is all the spicy stuff. Because that's 99.9% of the stuff I eat is spicy. Yeah. And I'd like to try and branch out a little bit. You probably uh, are going to have a hard time. Yeah. Because you're so used to it. Yeah, which is fine. Um, But like uh, I want to look up some menus to make that uh, uh, Indian sauce. And then I could have that, make up a bunch of it, throw it in the fridge. And then I make steam some vegetables, uh, put some rice in there, and then throw that sauce on there and... I'm good to go. And I think it's just most of it's all tomato-based stuff. So I can make it pretty easily myself. Maybe. Um, it might not be as good. I don't claim to be a professional. But I think that is, that's kind of what I'm looking for. And what's cool is it's building up a skill that I lack where it's actually taking the time. Because I always, I'm not busy. <laughs> I'm not, just, like you reminded me of the time on the podcast when you said that your cousin who's really good at cooking uh-huh. said first you got to make a roux. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then it's like and then you're like pump the brake sauce. You lost me at roux. Yeah. Um but my the skill that I lack is that I always feel like I'm in too much of a rush, but I actually enjoy cooking, so I need to take what, 10, 15 minutes and just prepare something that I'll enjoy. Um, and actually like take a look at the fridge and be like, all right, this is what I got to do. Um, it's all time management. Keto also opens up a lot of options for me as far as like on the go. 
Yeah. So, like, with carnivore, there's absolutely zero on the go. Like, you have to make the meal and take it with you. Yeah. Um, with car- with paleo, or, <laughs> with keto, mm-hmm. with keto, you have options for, like, beef sticks or, like, jerky yeah. or stuff like that that you can't do otherwise. Well, originally, when we were talking about doing this, we talked about the fact that that was some of the options available. Like, we even talked, like, dairy would be on the... Because it was kind of our idea that we would take something all from plants and then one that's all from meat and animals. Yeah. You know? And there is some cross, because technically, uh, eggs can be considered vegetarian and some dairy. Um, even though I haven't had any of either yet and might just decide not to. Um, well, I'm, like we agreed to, whatever it is that you end up doing is what yeah. I'll do. But that I'd like to get some ideas and recipes. Like tonight I'm going to make overnight oats, which is a really fancy name for a, like... It, it's I don't, oatmeal soaked overnight. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, why is that like... They're trying to shine it up a little bit. <laughs> and that's Branding. all it is. It's marketing. So I'm going to make, um, I'm going to go and get some jars, like uh, pickle jars things that yep. you buy Mason for jars. canning. Yep. And I'm going to get like, I hope I can get like a four pack and just you, you do that a, for you, four. You can get like, well, four pack might be pushing it, but Runnings has a pretty good selection. Well, I'm going to Tops, and I think they have an individuals ones there too. Maybe. I don't even know if they sell them there. Yeah, they do. They sell them right next to the Tupperware. At least they used to. Um, back, I, I don't know. I was there today buying stuff to save my life. <laughs> yeah, so that's my plan. I'm going to do that, and I'm actually going to do that for lunch and keep the fruits for my breakfast. Cool. But I'm also going to grab some celery and chop that up to go along with the lunch because the rolled oats will also have fruit with it. Yeah. Um, And I was talking to... The guy uh, I know who is all plant based, and I go, how many? How much fruit do you eat? And he goes, oh, I don't eat all that much. And he goes, I had two of this, one of these, and three <laughs> servings of this today. And I'm like, dude, that's a lot of fruit. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, I guess compared to what normal, yeah, that is a lot of fruit. And I think the problem I think we've both seen is everybody's like, oh. You fruit's bad for you. You can't have any fruit. It has all this sugar and stuff in it. And it's like, I I don't know if anything is really that bad for you if it's natural. Well, I mean, that's not true. I Tell mean, that to arsenic. I mean, <laughs> so here's the thing. If you were to go... Shark bites are pretty natural. <laughs> okay, they're hoss. Um, but, like, if I'm to eat a couple handfuls of blueberries in a day, that shouldn't be, like, oh, my Honestly, God. Honestly, even on keto, you're allowed. Like, if you're doing strictly just keto, yeah, you're allowed a handful of berries. Yeah, and I think anything too much is a bad thing but everybody's like oh you shouldn't have bananas man they're high oh, well, in carbs and bananas are probably the worst example of fruit yeah but they're also there's so much that we still don't know about it and that's um a lot of people on joe rogan talk about this it's the quality of the macronutrients as much as what they are so sure a banana is higher in carbs has sugars all this stuff 
Indeed it does. But it's all natural stuff. It's not processed and all that stuff. So if you have a banana... Well, it's going to be better for you than a bucket of high fructose corn syrup. Exactly. I'm not going to disagree with you there. I'm just saying compared to all of the other fruits, I feel like bananas are at a disadvantage. Perhaps. Because there's other fruits that offer better benefits for less cost. Yes, but is there really a cost? And that's what people argue. And so I think, you know, if you were to have a banana a day for the rest of your life, you can probably be pretty healthy. However, if you're taking that banana, mushing it up, making banana bread, having banana 10 times a day, obviously that's not good for you. Yeah. I don't, I think that everybody gets this hint that at the highest level of fitness and nutrition they might do a study and find out wow bananas aren't really that great for you and then everybody's like oh god i can't eat bananas anymore when meanwhile they're taking people that are specimens of health and fitness to do this test yeah i suppose that's probably true you know i and I think that's the problem we get into with a lot of these crazy diets. It's like, oh, you can't have any bananas. It's like, well, that's not true. So I also have read a pretty interesting article that I thought that you'd be, I probably should have sent it to you. Mm -hmm. Um, It was having to do with low carb dieting versus Mm -hmm. regular dieting. So like comparing a uh, sub 30 carb diet to a like 150 to 200 carb a day diet, like a... Okay, even more than that, like a higher carb, low fat, medium mm-hmm. protein diet, like a traditional diet. Um, yeah. And interestingly, they did a, it was a fairly big study that, that was, that was done. And they realized through this study that low carb dieting works better and faster than regular dieting, traditional dieting for up to six months. So like it's the window is from three to six months where low carb dieting outperforms regular dieting mm-hmm. by a pretty significant margin. But after that point, they basically even out. Yeah. So what they're suggesting is because low car- they feel that low carb is harder to maintain on the long term, mm-hmm. that now these part- this particular group of experts is recommending that you start your dieting journey as low carb, do that for three to six months, and then switch to a high carb, low fat diet mm-hmm. to be able to sustain that for the long term. There's an excellent book called Wired to Eat, which I've read a couple of times. I've, I've heard of the book, but I've And I've told you it. about it yeah. and I need to get you a copy. I think mine got ruined uh, when, um, I think I dropped it in water or something. Someone probably came after it with a knife in yeah. my garage. But uh, <laughs> in that book, it talks a lot about like how we're wired to eat everything in sight and how if you have something that's sweet and then you have something that's salty, you can eat more. True. You know, it's all about how and then how companies will purposely make things that like you can't just have one of because your body's like, I need more. Mm -hmm. It's kind of scary. But there's a lot of really interesting stuff in there that I've always wanted to try, which is a possible challenge we want to do at some point, perhaps. But he gives examples of how you get a glucose meter. Right. And then you eat something and there's like he lists a ton of different things to try it with. And it's all figuring out the differences in people's bodies and their tolerance to certain things. And the glucose meter can actually tell you how your body handles it. And one of them is literally just a a bowl. I think it's like 
a cup. It's more than a cup. It's a couple of cups of just white rice, plain white rice. And what the goal is, is you eat it. And then after 10 minutes, you do a glucose test. And I think at an hour you do it. And the numbers will show you how your body reacts. And it's been a long time since I've read it. But I believe if it spikes up, it means it's horrible for your body. But if it stays low or pretty consistent, you can actually handle it very well. Or it could be the opposite. I can't quite recall. But he did it and his wife did it and they're both completely opposite. So she could handle white rice like a champ and it's actually very good for her because her body burns it very effectively. Meanwhile, him, it's almost a detriment for him to eat it just because of how his body deals with it. And then they do that with a bunch of different things to see because he's a very big proponent of, hey, low carb might work great for a lot of people. And it'll especially work great for most people nowadays because just of our diet. But there's actually better options that can be tailored to people by doing tests like these. Um, So it's, it's really cool. And it's something I've always wanted to do, but I haven't. Um, because it's just something where, you know, lactose intolerance, this, that, and the other, you never really know until you do some kind of testing. So, um, it's definitely a book I think you should at least listen to on audio sometime, maybe. Perhaps. But it's just, it's really fascinating to think about it. Um, but it doesn't. It provides some solutions, but what really sucks is when you learn how we're wired to eat, but it's like, well, there's nothing we can do except acknowledge the fact that if I eat this single potato chip, how this potato chip is made is going to make me want to have the rest of the bag or the can. So I guess the best solution is just to avoid it. Or... Figure out how to self-control. Which is... <clears throat> so... Which, if you acknowledge, I'm actively fighting against what this has been engineered to do. Yeah. And expect Yeah, it. take like a... take a, If you want potato chips, you gotta take it. Take a little bit of potato chips, put them in a bowl or whatever, and only eat that amount. Yeah, but we've talked about this before. I mean, I don't have the discipline to do that. But. No, neither do I. Um, I think we've talked about this before that... In the end, you and I both love food, and this gets to one of your points you brought up earlier, but we'll touch on that in a second. But we both love food, and neither of us want to give up on anything forever. Like, you're saying you're going to try keto this month. It's Most people are like, I'm going to do keto forever, and it's like, so you're never going to have sushi? Could you give up sushi for the rest of your life? Negative. Pizza? So what's a better option? Maybe do something like we're doing, where we're doing something crazy to see how we feel, but then transition to something that's more sustainable. Like, okay, yeah, I understand. Like we both agree that sushi, as long as you don't go for the fried stuff, is reasonably healthy. Yeah. Now, we probably eat way too much of it in a sitting. Probably. Um, which is something we need to work on. However, if you eat it in moderation and maybe not have it every day... That's better because I was thinking about something. There's a vast amount of people out in the East that eat tons and tons of white rice. Yeah. However, they're nowhere near as obese as we are. Genetics might have a role in that. Yeah, absolutely. Which could be their ability to digest that type of food. 
mm-hmm. is passed down through the generations because their people have been eating white rice for, you know, 10,000 years. Or because, I mean, you would think we would get really used to carbs at some point considering we've been eating bread <clears throat> for as long as bread has been a thing. Have we, though? Yes. Aren't you like a big portion Native American? Not a big portion. I mean, I'm, I'm. They ate a lot of corn. I'm fairly large portion Native American and fairly large portion Puerto Rican, both non-bread eating races. Mm. So yes, I have white in me as well. I've got English and stuff in there too, but it's in a lesser percentage than the others. Not saying that that's a like a legitimate thing. I don't even know. <laughs> but I mean, if you think about it, though, how long has bread been around? Like refined white bread. How long has that really been around? Bread in general has been around for a long time. Yeah, but refined, like Wonder Bread type bread. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I bet you it's not as long as you think. Maybe a, maybe a thousand years. Maybe. But, but I also rice. think that the quality of the rice, you know, there's a lot to it. But I think that we both need to, after next month... Eat all the sushi that they have? <laughs> no. <laughs> we're going to continue doing healthier challenges yeah i'm in together and keep up the diet stuff um now you said you had lost a bunch of weight at the beginning yeah have you weighed yourself today yeah is it continuing down it's uh kind of plateaued just a little bit well i didn't weigh myself this morning so Mm -hmm. it's not a true measurement like the other ones were so I'd say I probably have lost more because mm-hmm. I weighed myself yesterday and weighed in at 180 f- or say one. <laughs> I haven't heard of one in a long time. <laughs> Someday soon. Here we go, people. No, no, I won't be one anything ever probably. Yes, you will. Um, <clears throat> I weighed in at the beginning of the challenge uh-huh. at 396. I was really? four pounds off from 400. Wow, dude. <clears throat> so, needless to say, I need to diet. And uh, I weighed in three days in mm-hmm. with the carnivore stuff, and I was down to 385.6. Very nice. And then this morning, well, not this morning, um, this evening, actually, right before you got here, I weighed myself with all my clothes on. Mm-hmm. And I weighed 386. So I'm guessing that I probably have lost a little bit more. Nice. I uh, did not weigh myself at the beginning of the challenge. Mistake. It's some, a mistake I make every time. Um, I would imagine I was close to 340, which is really bad for my height. Yeah, you're quite a bit shorter than me. Not saying that 390 yeah. whatever is. I think if better. we look at our height ratios, probably we're probably fairly close. Fairly close. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, I weighed myself a couple days in, and I was at 336, and I weighed myself yesterday, and I was at the same, but I, it had only been like a day or two. Prob- it's not wise to weigh yourself yeah. every day. Oh, well, that's the thing is, before I used to weigh myself every day, but I understood that it fluctuated. Yeah. So, it's not a good um, thing. I truly think I've lost weight. Um, probably I was close to 340, I would assume. 
Um, I'll never know. It does, it's not something that bothers me because at Cause most... Th- theoretically, you could have gained weight. We don't even really know. Yeah. So and it was only two days into the challenge that I waited yeah. to weigh myself. And the chances of you losing weight in a drastic fashion like I would have doing the diet that I'm doing is low. Yeah. Because I'm not dropping fat. I'm dropping water. Yeah. And so me, yeah, definitely I think I would be happy with two pounds a week. Um without any extra activity, which I plan on changing next week. Um, I actually convinced my parents to do DDP I yoga thought we were going to do that together. And I'm, we are. We are. But I'm not waiting. So you can join me. Well, you nah, don't have I'm to good. wait. I'm good. I'll but um, we did it in my parents' living room. We put it on the big screen, and it was tough. But, man, it was definitely worth it. We were all... Red and sweating afterwards. Do you guys all have yoga pants on? No. I wore these pants and a t-shirt. My mom wore... I can't remember, but my dad wore shorts and no shirt. So, just saying, speaking of yoga pants, Uh I haven't talked to you about these yet. And I think we should probably ditch the diet topics for for a little while today. Okay. Um, The pants that I'm wearing right now. Uh-huh. They they look like jeans, right? Yes. I know what they are. What are they? They're like sweatpants slash yoga pants. No, they're not. They're jeans. They're just extra stretchy, stretchy jeans. Yeah. So these also have, if you look look at my crotch. I'm not looking at your Just crotch. look at my crotch. It's okay. Okay. Do you see the extra panel? Oh, my God. They right have in the gooch. They have an extra crotch panel, which is extra, extra double, triple stretchy. So for like guys like me... That tend to blow my pants out right there from whatever reason. Not a problem with these jeans. It's that, still a problem. I can stretch this thing till like it's the not the stretchiness that's the problem. What's the problem? It's the chafing. No, it's I, thre- it makes it threadbare. So mine rip <clears throat> right on the seam. Yes, because all you're, the way you're wearing the thing because your legs are rubbing together. Well, then that's not gonna be a problem either because there's no seam right there. Well, that because that might a help a little bit, but it's, it's gonna wear that thing threadbare. All right, now here's gonna... the other thing. Here's the other thing. These are by a seriously large margin the most comfortable pants I've ever had. I'm sure they are. You need to get you a pair. I may at some point, but probably not. You need to get you a pair. I probably will, but no, no. you definitely need to get you a pair because I need you to wear these. All right, when you lose like fifty pounds. Get yourself a pair of these. Okay. Because they are the greatest pants in the history of pants. They were expensive, but they were worth. Mm-hmm. They're so comfy. When I walk around, it feels like angels are carrying me. Your hand motions don't really portray themselves well on the audio podcast. What? We don't do video anymore? Oh, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I kind of want to avoid... Getting, I definitely need clothes, but I know I have plenty <laughs> if I actually start losing weight. Yeah, I, um, I suppose. I need to go through my closet and my dresser and remove things that I can no longer fit in because it's definitely detrimental when it's like, oh, I got to find something to wear and I have to pull out six things that don't fit. <laughs> Look at them and be like, there's no way and put them back in. <laughs> there is no way. It's not very, it's not very good to the self-esteem. Mm. Um, yeah, that's never good. That's never good. I put all that crap in a tote and shove it upstairs. Yeah, where it goes to die. Yeah, 
Yeah, I uh, think back to when I lost all the weight and I used to be able to fit both my legs in one of my pant legs and all that stuff. And then I donated all my clothes thinking I'd never be back here. I try not to dwell on it because it's pretty freaking depressing. (laughs) Um, But I also realize that it's part accepting that life happens Mm -hmm. and I could a lot worse shit could have happened in my life than me gaining weight. Yeah. It's pretty bad, and I'm definitely not healthy, but life could also be a lot worse. It's true. So. Oh, God. The bubby is roaming. (laughs) He he has been awoken. Oh, no. Um, From his slumber. So, uh, have you watched The Witcher on Netflix yet? I've just finished it last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty good, huh? Toss a coin to your Witcher. Oh, Valley of Plenty. Valley of Plenty. <clears throat> so, between, between uh, that show, I have gained a new saying. Okay. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude. That's that. That's my new saying can from we The ju- Witcher. Can we just, like, for a second, appreciate... Well, have you played any of The Witcher games? <clears throat> no. Like, I've he, been meaning to play Witcher 3. Now you have to get time. it because it's super cheap. I've Well, here's the thing. So I haven't played it. Now this is when I get to be called a loser. I've never played The Witcher, but I have watched Watch people the play entire game and all of the expansion of Witcher 3 being played on PC by some gamers on Twitch. You haven't watched the entire game because that would be like hundreds of hours. It was hundreds of hours. No, you've watched someone play through the campaign missions. Preach did a whole completionist section yeah, of the you entirety You haven't seen of all of it. <laughs> it was, okay, maybe not all, but it was yeah. damn near. I'm telling I you, there's no way. I spent probably 300 hours watching Preach play this game. Yeah, you should play it because it's just amazing. <laughs> but he epitomies like that he did it so yeah, I well i know he does i know that, he but does. here's the thing my only complaint and it perhaps it's just me but in that series i could have done a lot less with having anything to do with yennefer or all of series exploits and more i just witcher. wanted to see more witcher more witcher that, not that they did no they they were wonderful too but and yeah but, but i wanted more witcher too yeah and like I felt like a couple of episodes were lacking yeah. because Geralt was only in the episode for like 10 minutes out yeah. of an hour. I think, and this is going to sound harsh, I am not an actor. I never will be. <laughs> um, so take everything I say with a grain of salt. I think the actress that played Yennefer did a fantastic job. However, I do not believe for a second that she's Yennefer. She is supposed to be... And all of the sorceresses are supposed to be the epitome of beautiful. Yeah. Like, they literally come from... They're all supposed to look like how she looked. And they use magic to become the most beautiful people you will ever see. And she's supposed to pick a grown woman that she sees as the most beautiful and as the most powerful... And she just looks like a child to me the whole time. I mean, it could just be me. Yeah, and maybe you're being a little too picky, bro. I, I don't know. Like, the problem I is... I can get on board with not enough Geralt. I can't really get on board with wanting, like, the epitome of beauty. Well, but that's what they're supposed to be. Yes, but it's also a live-action movie, you know, sh- series. You gotta have real people in it. Yeah, but for me, 
she doesn't <clears throat> look at all like what you picture. No, what she's in looks like in the games. Okay, fair enough. And like, because she looks like a grown woman, and Geralt looks like a grown man. And then when they're together, it looks like a grown man with a, a girl, a teen. Yeah, I could see that. You know, and then I—that's all. That's all I'm saying. So, for the record, Geralt, because she's very it. pretty. The dude who played Geralt, yeah, nailed it. Oh yeah, like nailed. Um, it. I think his hair—it must have been a wig. At some points, it seemed a little bit like a little bit um off, off. Yeah, like it threw me a little bit. It's all right, but I don't know if it's a bad thing. Because that's just how it is. It's supposed to be like that. Almost unnatural there. Yeah. But like the sword fighting, like when he became the Butcher of Blaviken, I was just like, damn. They did some good cameramen in this. Yeah. And and the director did a great job. Everything. And it's just like, it shows. And and the memes have been fabulous. But like um, the one of Geralt in his sword where his sword looks all happy. mm -hmm. That's fabulous. Oh my God, it's fabulous. But uh, I think that what's really cool is in the games, they're hack and slash, and I'm doing quotations with my fingers, but it's not something where you hit the same button over and over. It's not a button mash. Yeah, you're supposed to think. So yeah, you might only have light and heavy attack with swords, but you have to time it. Parrying is a big deal, and it's more about thinking things through, and the style of combat feels so much like that, because he's not sitting there like parrying and like just slashing at people over and over. Like Every strike he makes is precise and does what it's supposed to. Like There's no wasted movements. So... How the battles and fights were taken in the show feels like they were in the game. All right. So before we end this thing, I want to talk about the other show that I've almost finished. So don't okay. spoil the last two episodes for me because I haven't watched them yet. Okay. But I'll tell you the quote that I have received from that show as my new thing that I say. Mm-hmm. And it is, this is the way. You should not be proud of yourself. That's not... Your first one was pretty original and funny. This one, you're just picking a meme and attaching it yourself is, to no, it. No, 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 no. That's actually the saying. I told Trina... So told, what happens is Darth Vader shows up and kills everybody. Okay, good. No, um, for the record, I don't like The Mandalorian nearly as much as I liked The Witcher. I think it's just because you're not a big fan of sci-fi. I am. I love Star Wars, but... I think it's, you have a soft spot <clears throat> in your heart for fantasy, because I do too. Yeah. I love The Witcher more than The Mandalorian yeah. too. Um, but here's the thing. <clears throat> One thing I got to give to The Mandalorian, hands down, without a doubt, it is Star Wars. Oh, yeah. So one of my biggest complaints with the new movies of Star Wars, not Rogue One so much, but the other ones, I haven't seen the newest one yet, so forgive mm-hmm. me. Um, they're not Star Wars-y enough for me. Like, the the aliens are kind of cutesy, and there's, like, there's not that grit and grunginess that was the original Star Wars yeah. sort of universe. I see it that. always felt, like, kind of grody and a little bit grungy, and I love that about Star Wars, yeah. versus something like Star Trek, where everything was so clean and pristine and precise. <clears throat> the Mandalorian fucking nailed that. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be uh, a space western. And yeah. the newer ones never felt like that. 
Yeah, they're almost school. <laughs> Great job. Um, but uh, I don't know. So recently somebody asked me what I thought of the new one, and I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, I think the newer, ep- uh, if you want to call them episodes, or the, just the newer movies, I think standalone, they are excellent and entertaining movies to watch. Yeah. I didn't say they um, weren't. I don't. I don't think they. But were for me, what like you're saying, when you take them all together as nine parts of a whole, they just feel like so foreign and just so. We actually over strange. Christmas rewatched the original three Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, because Trina had never seen it before, and I was like, "Oh my god, oh, you got to see it for God's sake!" Yeah. And I was shocked because the last time I saw it, I was a kid. I was probably a teenager. I haven't really watched it since. Mm-hmm. Um, it holds up so well. Well, they've done a lot of garbage to it, but yeah, it holds up pretty good. They've yeah, like dumping in shitty acting is ruining saga into yeah. the scene where uh, Darth Vader comes back and is in one with the Force. Yeah, in the last in the what is it? Return of the Jedi, the last one. Um, that kind of irks me to yeah. this day. Like, first of all, I hate him because he ruined one of the best characters in fantasy. Sci-fi. It's sci-fi fantasy. God, you're so particular. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He he basically crushed my dreams as as um, Anakin Skywalker. I didn't think he did that bad. He crushed my dreams, bro. I mean... He, he was Twilight bad. No. He was. Nah. He, dude, he was that bad. <laughs> it was horrible. I think people nowadays like to hate, and I think it doesn't matter whether or not it's good or not. Your fate is sealed by a roll of the dice. The Witcher. Oh my God, that was so DM of you. Yeah, no, exactly. Like The Witcher, it it was set to win because everybody hate hated Game of Thrones so much. Well, that it basically was going to succeed as also, long as they weren't it, stupid. It also is competing against the old idiom that video games don't make good movies or TV. Yeah, which I think. It is so far succeeding in proving wrong. Well, because the problem is there that it's not truly a video game. It's actually based on books that have been yeah. around a lot longer than video games. So I think that's kind of the issue there is there's a ton of really great source material. See, I think that's the difference between a video game movie and a good video game movie yeah. is going to be the source material. How much yeah. depth is there to the world? And yeah, The Witcher definitely had me from day one when yeah. he was just like, fuck. Yeah, I was I, like, yes, I would I'm in. rather have had <clears throat> it be more him just fighting monsters and traveling. Yeah, there really wasn't a lot of that going on. But and I was a little confused for a few minutes when I realized that we were watching two separate timelines. Yeah. And I think they could have <clears throat> done a little bit better because like... Like for at instance, first, I didn't notice it at all. I'm rewatching it again, and there's something where they, the Queen of Sintra, and I can't remember her name, but they're at the wedding, the thing where she's trying to get Siri married, married yeah. off, basically. Well, not even that, but it was the betrothal. No, no, it wasn't that. It was just like uh, it was a party, the night where they went away to war. Remember, like she says, "Oh, there's nobody coming," and then the guy leans down and goes, uh, "Nilfgaard is here." Oh yeah. Um that one. Um it's like episode two she or three. says, Well you won a battle when you were my age. 
right? Yep. And then it goes to something <laughs> with um, it goes to something with Geralt where he meets uh, R. Her name starts with an R. Renfrey. Oh yeah, yeah. Who he kills in Blaviken? Spoiler alerts, by the way. Um, wow. So wow. He meets Renfi and she goes. Such spoil. I was uh, I was a princess. Did he tell you that? He goes. The queen of Sintra has already won her first battle this year. So that's like a subtle tie into the fact that okay, the butcher of Blaviken. Geralt got that name the year that the queen of Sintra fought her first battle. So she was like. 12 yeah so like that gives you a little bit of an idea so, but the whole thing where you're following Geralt's timeline which is r- rapidly advancing yeah versus the present timeline I'm assuming yeah which is the one where Cyrilla is in and then there's the one with Yennefer which, which I don't is, know if it's before even that's, before I think it is it ha- almost has Geralt, to be but, well no because Geralt's also very old too yeah well that's that's kind of a tough but either way, she basically states at some point that she's been doing the mage thing for decades. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a second. Mm-hmm. It's been decades already? What the hell happened? Yeah. And I, I think, um, again, that's something that if if Game of Thrones hadn't failed so bad, that would be something people would latch on to. Like, this is horrible. Because yeah. I think it was not it done was in the best way. It was a little hand-fisted. Yeah. It would have actually... I, this I is, think they this tried This is my to, bad opinion, but I think it would have been better if they had done like the Lord of the Rings thing where it has where they are and what's going on as yeah. a subtitle. And they could have a date. Yeah. Like, and I, I agree. <clears throat> that's what I was going to say. Just have a little date in the corner. Um, but they tried to do it as like a clever trick. Maybe. Maybe that's what it and is I, all along. I think it, it, it's obviously something. I think they did it pretty well. Not as good as it could have been. It didn't. I didn't even know it until like episode six. Yeah. And then I'm like, whoa, pump the brakes. Yeah. Which to me. But then all it the would be interesting. Yeah. It would be interesting if it didn't just confuse things because it didn't seem like there was much of a purpose to it. Maybe on the second time around, I would understand yeah. it a little better knowing what I know now. Yeah, I guess my problem is it's there's not much purpose to keep it a secret. Yeah. If you're just trying to show the history of things. Right. But I mean, I do like how they brought everything, all three timelines together, mm-hmm. you know, at the at the end there. Yeah. At the whatever it is, the bridge place. Yeah. And then when uh, he's in like he's getting taken in the cart and he gets up and he just runs into the forest and he meets Siri. Like it's a little forced. What? That was a little forced. A little bit, but the whole series is very much driven by, like, fate. Destiny. Yeah. yeah. They say the so, word destiny like a thousand million and times. And I think that's... What's cool is there's a lot of nods to... I like the law of surprise. We should bring it back. Yeah, that's crazy. But there's a lot <laughs> to, like, that in the <clears throat> books and in the the game, which I think is a really great nod Cause that's the thing is like in games, shit happens like that all the time where it's like, well, it was just meant to happen. Yeah. You get railroaded. Yeah. So I think it's kind of a nod to the fact that it's like, you're like, how is it going to be some epic battle where like he's getting ready to go to the battle and so is she. And instead they just meet in the forest. It's actually kind of like a really cool twist where it's like. But then like she doesn't even know who he is. Right. No, I think she does. I don't think she ever met him. No, she didn't, but they just know. But because they the see. The fact that she, like, sees him and goes, 
oh, I'm going to hug this dude. I was kind of like, hmm. Well, they have visions and things like that. And it's something where the and, idea is that another force is bringing them together. So they kind of just know. Yeah, it's probably that big scary force that yeah. mutilated that poor horse. Mm. Mm. I felt bad for that horse. We have to talk about one thing. Do we? Okay. Yes, we do. Uh, so something that's been at, was added to the show that I just detest, right? The whole premise of it, everything I detest, is uh, the eels. Oh, dumping the eels into the water. Where they literally turn people <laughs> that aren't going to be able to control the gift well enough into eels to power the thing. That is not in the books. It's not in the games. It's something they added. And to me, it makes zero sense, that scene whatsoever. So, again, spoiler alert, but Yennefer sneaks down and sees the mistress, whoever is the master of the female sorceresses, turning three of her friends into eels because they can't aren't talented enough to control the gift. So then she goes, what have you done? And she gets all upset. And then she gives her a broom and goes, push him into the pond. And, and then she proceeds to and push then goes, him in. Yeah, and goes, sometimes the best thing a flower can do is die. And here's the thing. It leaves me feeling like kind of actually sick to my stomach. Because like, then she's just like, she does it. And then she turns and smile like she gets it. But it's like, it's not like they're dead. They've been transferred to something that is literally trapped with hundreds of others to use them. For their power until they die. Yeah. If you if she truly cared for them at all, killing them would have been better. Or finding a way to strip them of the gift. Than turning them into like a mindless beast. And then the fact that she does, just gets it immediately is like, oh, look at that. And then like. The fact that they're standing there and the first one turns into an eel and the other girls don't freaking panic. <laughs> like they like they want to just accept that as fate. Like it's hey man, just it, brainwashing, man. Maybe. But deep down in my core, it's like it just is counter to whatever they say. And it makes zero sense to me. It almost makes them like evil. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is not what they're she's trying to go for like she's like she cares for him and it's like sometimes the best they can do is die and that's i understand if the thing is like listen if you can't control this bad shit's gonna happen i get that but there's gotta be a better way than enslavement like personally i would think a merciful death is better than that i suppose yeah but they need to power the thing. It needs a battery. Yeah, it's that, got cool glowing lights on the front. Yeah, in which they never talk about again. So that whole thing could have been cut. Well, or, until Yennefer comes back and talks to those other Yeah, and she's like, oh yeah, you're if you're not good, you're going to be one of those things. Yeah. That is stupid. So that, like seriously, that's one of those things that like... And also, why would the parents pay the place? Because it was, it was specifically said that the girls' p- families paid for them to be there. Yeah, well, they could just not be wanted. But also the fact that if they paid, they would probably not turn those girls into eels. They would probably get whatever they could from it and probably. send them back. Um, but yeah, that just that whole thing left me feeling like really bad. Um, and it's like one of the... It's an anime I watched that left me with the same feeling where uh, 
Oh, I've is gotten it, that feeling from anime it's like several times. It's like, is it Death Girl or something like that? But um, it's something where somebody can... Death Note. No, it's not Death Note. No. It's a girl and they can write to her and say that they they sell their soul to kill somebody else. Um, And it's really kind of twisted. But at first you're like, okay, because like... Basically, all the first each episode's a different person that falls victim to it. Um, and uh, the first one is like a girl that's getting mercilessly bullied at school. Like her life is just miserable, so she that sells her soul to kill the bully or bullies, and it's like her life is nice and everything after that. And then a reporter catches on to it. And his daughter's like, well, I can understand he's trying to say, like, it's your soul. Like, no, if, because in this world, it's like that, this life is short. Eternity is so much longer. So he's trying to show her that. And then eventually the episode that I had, I couldn't watch any more of it after this because it just, to me, is like so deeply wrong. Uh, crazy guy who is stalking a nurse puts her to die on the website and they're like she has to be bad there's has to be something wrong with her she has to deserve this and you find out no she doesn't so he does that to kill her and then he kills himself so they can be together in hell so then this the episode ends with the nurse who was compassionate kind caring for all these people being ferried to hell because somebody sold their, their soul to make that happen. That just leaves such a disgusting feeling. <laughs> right? Like the fact that you could be an amazing person. See, you just got to avoid those types of animes. No, that, 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 I, once I saw that, I'm like, okay, this is. Because there's a I'm lot done. of animes out there that are gross like that. Yeah, I've I'm had like. a couple of them that have been like that that I'm like, yeah, I just can't. Yeah, I'm like. Anymore. I'm just like, I'm done. Because that, to me. So I stick to normie animes. Yeah. <clears throat> like uh I I love shonens. Yeah. I mean who doesn't love a good shonen? But um I think we can talk about weeb stuff on the next episode. Yeah, we could. Um so you are almost done with the Mandalorian. Yeah. Have you watched Altered Carbon yet? I've watched a good chunk of it. I haven't finished that it. That is probably my favorite series on Netflix. It's enjoyable. I've watched it probably six times. Oh god, I definitely have not done that. Every time you watch it you catch something else and you're like, holy shit. Like the first time I watched it, I'm like, wow, this is really good. I never got the Edgar Allan Poe reference. Oh, really? Until the second time. Um, there's just so many great references to like other things. And it's just so well done. And the concept is just so cool. So when are we going to write the fantasy book about the lands of virtue? Never. <laughs> I've tried that once. It didn't go well. No? No. But Aww, what a shame. I think more, we'll talk more nerd stuff on the next episode. We'll weeb it up next time. Yep. All right. Later. Peace.
I'm going to send a message in Morse code. Quiet now. Yes, it is. This is a bit. <laughs> All right, let's adjust this branch. <coughs> I'm going to cut your nipple off. <laughs>